What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the DGUTS Thought Lab podcast. Uh, today, I'm going to do the audio reading of Leadership Styles Aren't Real, and then we'll get into a little elaboration here at the end. Uh, so I hope you enjoy the article. Here's the thing. People like to fit things into simple, efficient storage places. Makes them feel good and uh, like they understand the thing. And I get it. I want that for my garage badly. It's not happening probably ever. Uh, but when discussing human inter- interactions at all, let alone the complex world of leading teams of people towards a common goal, trying to say that you have one leadership style is as absurd as me thinking I'm going to be able to find like anything ever in my garage in less than five minutes, uh, at least not with this attitude. <laughs> Uh, Leadership styles are an often touted area of leadership development that is incredibly misunderstood and misguided. We are, as many publications will tell you, best suited to model our leadership after our personality and natural gifts. That is to say, find the best fit on the leadership bowling shoes rack for us and go forth. The problem is that the leadership style, as it is erroneously referred to, isn't something that needs to fit us as leaders. It needs to fit them, followers. The first academic paper I attempted uh, to review aimed particularly low in the beginning with, and I quote, an organization's long-term success depends on employing and retaining satisfied workers, like satisfied is the high watermark or our professed definition of leadership's mission accomplished. It then excruciatingly decides to focus on three leadership styles that its managers employ, which is backwards logic, leaders manage, I don't believe managers lead. Uh, transformational, transactional, and laissez-faire. Apparently believing these are either the three most common or only such mechanisms their non-leader leaders have available to them. Uh, After hilariously choosing their job satisfaction measurement metrics as four things that arguably only have a bearing on management's perception of if the worker should be satisfied, I was out on the study. But it illustrates how large organizations think about leadership or management in this case, uh, which is is a problem in and of itself, and how they believe workers interface with it. Further, it points at the glaring problem here. Based on a fundamental misunderstanding of what leadership is and how it works, they are not meeting worker needs leading to persistent misdiagnosed discontent. There are many wildly varying definitions of leadership out there, and I'll spare you by not listing them, but the synopsis is we should be focused on motivating a collected team of individuals towards a common goal, or in the military's case, a mission. So, with the understanding that a team is a collection of individuals, and our only job as a team's leader is to bring it to the stated goal, it stands to reason, I want all those individuals to be focused on the optimal working of the team. I think this is the point at which most leaders fail. We believe we can simply do what's necessary within the confines of a work environment to create what we believe should lead to a satisfied worker. This is wildly inaccurate and simply debunked with a quick detour into human psychology. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, or pyramid as it's commonly referred to, is something I believe should be tattooed on the brains of anyone in a leadership position, or a management position if that's what the civilian world wants to call it. Uh, By first understanding that all people have these needs, and no, they're not only addressed one at a time or always in order, you can begin to understand what happens if these needs aren't met. If these needs are not being met, problems manifest as subordinate discontent when what is really happening is they're alerting you to unmet needs that distract from their focus on the collective goal, which is, is what we're trying to achieve here. Based on the idea 
that human beings have these needs and by definition will strive to meet them because they're needs, not desires, uh, progressively, then we arrive at the missing piece of the puzzle. Your people want to do well. They want to contribute to the team's stated mission because they feel a need to achieve self-actualization, which conveniently sits atop Maslow's pyramid. And they're working towards that at all times. Uh, then the linchpin and my destruction of leadership styles as an approach or theory or understanding is that all of these needs you'll discover in studying Maslow are not the same. They're the same category of needs, i.e. sense of belonging or purpose. But that need in your individual worker presents in wildly varying ways, as do the symptoms of a need not being met. You need to learn how each of your individual team members tick. What motivates them? What do they care about? What do they need from you? When you set about this task authentically, the trust built will facilitate your learning their needs as they'll be more likely to openly communicate them to you. But it takes work and it only serves the purpose of improving team functionality if you realize every member will need something different from you and you need a broad spectrum of leadership mechanisms to address those needs successfully, not one cookie cutter leadership approach that will inevitably alienate a portion of your team. I'm extremely excited to expound on this uh, through the prism of Craig Johnson's work in meeting ethical challenges of leadership, casting lighter shadow. It's a, the newest edition was 2015, but the book's been out for a long time. Uh, as the entire theory and set of ideas are completely focused on how the leader's action positively or negatively affects the needs of the subordinate and how they perceive the leader. Uh, it's completely based in an ethical approach to what my team needs from me as a leader and if, when, and how I should give it to them. It's what people need. Um, I'm really excited about that book. I think that'll be a really fun rabbit hole to go down. I have a few others um, that I'm, I'm waiting on to show up in the mail. Uh, and it'll lead to some fun articles, I'm sure. Uh, if you listen to DGAS podcast at all, you've heard me talk about Maslow's hierarchy of needs kind of all over the place at a bunch of different times. And that's because it's interlaced in everything we do as leaders. Like our only job is to is to take care of our people and give them what they need so that we can work towards mission accomplishment. Once you're promoted into a leadership position, that's your, that's the only job you have. And there are like exceptions to the rule sometimes. Like I talked about, like there are times where I was a contributor to the mission where there, there was a function I did where I was actually doing something. But even then, I mean, I was kind of in a supervisory role, but I had a, a hands-on role as well. Um, but like by and large, generally in a leadership position, your job is to meet the needs of the team. And when you meet the needs of the team, they have everything that they need to to be whole and feel good and feel focused on doing whatever their role is in that team structure to to bring the team, the organization towards mission accomplishment. Um, I this is one that I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure some of it is informative it's, it's it was less of a, like a leadership theory exercise or a thought experiment which is kind of what i want to focus this on but this just felt like a thing i needed to get out of the way i needed to like get it out of my head uh in order to progress to the things that i want to do next um and i'm, I'm glad i did because it, it kind of uh it tied together really well and i'm going to go through like a leadership definition thing at some point where i just kind of put out there like what all the 
all the different ways in which people try to define leadership and how a lot of it is is so broken and and misguided and misunderstood much in the way that uh, like what a leader's role is in a team is misunderstood as well, where a lot of organizations and their, their organizations comprise of really smart people are focused on building a team around the leader and then the leader like asserting their power and using those different modes of power to leverage the the uh, motivators of the team members and everything else without ever addressing the team needs first like these people need their need to have their needs met <laughs> it's a weird sounding sentence but it's true um, you need to focus on what they need not what you not what like the lead the, it, everybody acts like the leaders that made event and that's misguided um it's a really great quote from uh, General Mattis that I don't have it in front of me, um, but I can give you like a summary of it or like a like I can paraphrase it where he basically says that he's been accused of treating his subordinates as equals and he's he'll happily admit his guilt. Uh, and and that's something that stuck with me when I read it, because it's it's always how I felt about it, even though and I've talked a bunch about on D guts podcast as well about like um towing the line there and that's going to be a thing i explore here on thought lab where like how you do that effectively without getting yourself into trouble and stuff like that but um it that idea or that feeling of of being found guilty of being my like thinking that i'm equal to my subordinates even though i understand i have a position in which it appears that i'm superior really it just means i have more responsibility i have a responsibility to take care of my people and meet their needs and that's what this whole thing was about um so i hope it was uh enjoyable and maybe you learned something from it even though it's something i have talked about before it's just i needed to get this mental hurdle out of my brain before i progress on other topics um so yeah with that if you need anything from us as always hit us up don't give up the ship podcast at gmail.com you can facebook message us don't give up the ship podcast or you can dm us on instagram or reddit or discord uh at dgus podcast uh if you ever need anything from us and then i'll always open to feedback or if you have a topic suggestion something you want me to go down the rabbit hole on i'm happy to do that um if you want to support us there's a donate button on the website you can support us by going to uh dguspodcast.com doing that you can go to dgutsapparel.com uh don't give up ship apparel, naval pride and heritage gear. You'll actually wear in public. I think you'll really enjoy it. I'm really proud of it. Uh, you'll start seeing more ads and stuff as I'm basically just creating it as my own sponsor because I don't believe in a lot of other things enough to let them sponsor me. Um, it's just, and I don't want it to feel gross. So uh, anyway, if you want to support us, that's another way you can do it. Or you can subscribe here on Substack or, or YouTube or any of the other mechanisms. Uh, it's really helpful if you do that. Um, gets the word out there it'll help build the base here and then eventually there will be a subscription side to this and then patreon and all those other things so that uh we can pay the bills keep the lights on and continue to expand this thing and that's it that's what i got for you today thank you so much for listening and don't give up the ship mm-hmm.